I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the drink talking with the thinking drinkers, Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon. And mistress of wine, Sam Capon. All the booze, news and views. From absinthe to Zinfandel. First for news. News for thirst. Hello and welcome to It's a Drink Talking once again. We are doing this podcast and the next two I do believe from the Museum of Comedy, <laughs> yes, um, which is in Holborn, uh, well, between Holborn, Holborn and Holborn. Holborn or Holborn? Mm. Holborn, it's a good start. How do you pronounce that word? Don't know. <laughs> it's like Marleybone. Marleybone. Holborn. Marleybone. Anyway, it's in central London, Bloomsbury. Bloomsbury? Bloomsbury. That's probably yeah. better. Under a church. Yes, well. under a church, which is in Gin. A church that is, in fact, depicted in Hogarth's Gin Lane. Mm, one of the famous Hawksmoor spies, isn't it, ben? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So it has a drink... Link, mm. but also we are surrounded by pictures of great comedians. It is a museum of comedy, so we've got pictures of the two Ronnies, Steptoe and Son, Hancock's Half Hour, Dad's Army, and we are currently sat on Spike Milligan's Bonquette. There, oh. yes, I know that sounds dodgy, but it's not. Um, it's a Bonquette that he used to write a lot of his stuff on, and um, that they've got here, and it was in a pub. We think it might be the Flask in Highgate that Spike Milligan used to go to. When the pub went uh, bust, he took the bonquet and had it in his house because it inspired great writing. There you go. It should inspire so a great chat. There's a lot of quite scary pictures. Like yeah. the, a lot of these dudes could not have gone into modelling. It's fair mm. to say. No, no, no. We well, got Tommy faces. Cooper. Yeah, but also got um, those masks are really unpleasant. Um, those two. Fred, that's uh, uh, Frankie Howard and Ken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, harsh. Harsh. And, and well, the West man. Kenneth Williams. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also you've got Freddie Starr's jacket in the Which corner. Which is a yellow. beautiful piece. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, well. they have some very, very big names performing here. Amazing. In December. Well, do you, well, do you the biggest names? Well, well I was going to say Michael McIntyre's here and Bridget Christie. Michael McIntyre performs here? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to be doing his show after hours. He's like a so, warm-up act for yeah. us, <laughs> yeah. the other way around. Um, and us, yes, we are one of the biggest names performing here, yeah. for sure. It's a lovely spot. Yes. And I've just seen they do magic shows for children, so I'm going to bring... Wilf here. Yeah, it's good. Him into magic show. Yeah, and you could you could stick around and 
bring him in? No, you can't bring him into our show. No, you can't. We we might yeah. But you might be able to hear the hum of the fridges. Mm. So mm-hmm. apologies for that. But that mm. is, it's, we're in a bar, which is very apt. And also, there may be people coming in and out, so a bit of chit chat. Because it's a bar. Yeah, it's, it's a bar. It's out of it's the a studio. working bar. It's mm-hmm. atmospheric. We're, we're on the we're like on it. tour. It's really nice. Mm. So anyway, guys. Um, as ever, I'm joined by Tom Sandman, the other Think and Drink. Hello, Tom. Hello, Ben. Um, yes, good to see you again. Yeah. It's been so long. Yeah. In fact, it's seven days a week I'm seeing you yeah. at the moment because we're on tour with <laughs> so our show. So we don't need to say much there. Well, no, um, I, don't, I don't need to say much to you, but maybe the listeners. Yeah, know. well, what Hello, have you been listeners. up to? Touring with you yeah. and spending 24 hours a day with, <laughs> with you. you. Yes. Uh, last week we were in Bristol and uh, our van, uh, the lock broke, so we were in the pouring rain, Sam, this was fun, uh, <laughs> trying to open a lock with the AA. Well, that all came to an end at about one o'clock in the morning when we finally got in, and then Ben and I went and got a kebab. Oh, yeah. At two o'clock in the morning we were in a Premier Inn twin room. I say twin, <laughs> Premier Inn, but you were lying, weren't you? It was a double, double. and they put a camp bed in, and it was my turn on the camp bed, <laughs> and Ben had a double, and we were eating our spicy kebabs. chicken kebabs with the ashes on the radio with the ashes on the radio yeah but so. we also listened to a like a kiwi police camera action but in new zealand which mm. <laughs> is even worse because there's not really any crime in new zealand mm. from what i can tell couple of sheep no got some lost. woman broke into one of those charity clothes boxes you know <laughs> no so, yeah that was her to crime. steal the clothes she was actually stuck box. in it she was stuck <laughs> in it throwing the clothes out to her mate was she sober no they were actually on heroin by the looks <laughs> of things <laughs> it was pretty bad and then some bloke uh, nicked a boat and it's quite funny because the new kiwi policeman was going He's up on, I could see him up on the dick <laughs> like that. He kept saying that over and over again, which was sounded quite funny. Sounded so, anyway, how are you, Sam? I'm very well, thanks very much. Nothing much reports. Been quite a nice week with my son's birthday. Oh, wow. Well, and my mother's he? birthday on the same day. What? Wow. Mm. That's quite fortuitous or irritating. Well, I thought it was quite good. And in fact, I was like, you know, this is what I'm giving you for your birthday, mum, grandson. So, I thought I'd really kind of one in that stakes but actually trying to do the two things in one day is quite mm. difficult so I'd had six year old birthday in the morning then to zoom up to London lunch with my mum zoom back birthday tea it was, it was quite a busy day mm. yeah it was, yeah. It was nice so, but at least you get it all out of the way in one go so, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's true and I made a weekend away because it, it was a big birthday for my mum that was really nice went to Upton Bishop Blood. very nice very nice uh, pub the Moody Cow Moody up Cow. there <laughs> really nice didn't you talk about the Moody Cow when you were... Yeah, I did talk about the Moody Cow when I was on a Radio 2 Simon yeah. Says Drive Time show last week. He changed the name from, um, from a very traditional old pub name to the Moody Cow and it caused uproar when he did it because people thought it was referring to a lady in his life and it was a sexist term. But he's put loads of pictures of cows up everywhere mm, so that yeah. it looks and like he's talking about cows. Great food, some cider, yeah. it's that part of the world, and... Um, there we go. That's yeah. pretty Biz. weird. That's yeah, pretty weird. Good. You were there, and I was talking about very that. Very nice. Highly recommend it on, if you're in that in those bars. Good, good. On okay. Radio Two, on Simon May's Drive Time Show. Right. Do you want to talk about you being on telly because you've been on yeah. telly? Oh, no, that's fine. Okay. I haven't been on radio or telly. Well, no. But yeah. anyway, BBC Radio Bristol. You oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> right. Anyway, I'm hosting this stuff, and I, I'm need to move it on because we're busy people and busy lives. <laughs> we're waiting for you, mate. <laughs> yeah. You, you Spit or on. swallow. Spit and swallow. So I'm going to start with my swallow which is Sadiq Khan. <laughs> wow, this is a confessional time. Yeah. Well, where, where have you been with no, Sadiq? Not, it's all right, he doesn't... Don't write the headlines yet, just read the article. He's been nice to pubs. Oh. Yeah, London pubs, because he's trying to 
stop the closures and introduce legislation that means that pubs are more likely to survive because he's saying any new houses that are developed in London have to have proper soundproofing. Mm. So if they're built in another pub and they have proper soundproofing, then all new houses have to have that because they don't want to then put people in these houses and everyone complains about the noise. This is what annoys me. The noise me. from the pubs. Oh, it's so well, this is, this is I mean, a big take gripe Shoreditch for the industry. and Hoxton or even Westminster. Mm. When Shoreditch and Hoxton and that whole cool hipster mm. place sort of just kicking off, Bars and pubs and nightclubs were encouraged to go there, mm. open up venues to breathe life back into the area. So they did all that. They attracted people into an area which has hitherto been totally dead. And then they get... Sorry about that. I don't know where that was coming from. Um, <laughs> it's me. They, um, so these bars were, were the sort of heartbeat of the mm. area. And then obviously people working in the city decided this is a cool place to live. We're going to move in there. They build loads of swanky flats around these pubs and bars and, and nightclubs. Pe- those people and then people the go, the oh, hang on, can you turn it, turn it down? You go, well, that's the whole reason this yeah. place is, it's got the character it does. And it kind of annoys me. It's like, it's like moving to the country and just saying, the cows are a bit noisy. Oh, so I don't like the cows. So oh, how quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it is annoying being stuck behind a tractor shit. on the school run. Yeah. yeah. It'd be it's like you moaning about a tractor. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that. I imagine you don't moan to the tractor driver. I might give him the finger when I go past. It's really slow. Spit on him. It really is a spit. But um, some are very courteous and they'll pull over. You know, if they know they're being really slow and it's like the school run or something, they'll just move out out your way. Which I really appreciate. Like a little wave, a little tinkle. (laughs) You do what? (laughs) Little tinkle in the car. After giving them a finger. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) So that's uh, that's my um, (laughs) weird country life. But Uh, I think that's a good move by Sadiq Khan who seems to be doing more it's for brilliant. pubs I think, I think you like again in Soho people complain about the yeah. noise as residents in Soho and you see a lot of complaints about how Soho's changed over the years and it's not what it used to be but that's good that he's coming in and saying but shut also, up pubs these are the, always these are get good the, things for the community always get grief as opposed to off licenses or supermarkets not in terms in of noise fairness. but in terms of drunk yeah, yeah it's well, not it's really fair, the pub f- is it it's the no people in yeah, the pub yeah 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 so <laughs> yeah, people don't tend to come out rolling drunk from the Tesco local no but they will often dr- uh, buy drinks in a supermarket go home and drink them mm. and then go to the pub yeah, yeah. yes see Okay, well, so Sadiq <laughs> is representing the night. So Sadiq, that's my uh, positive my, fashion. Uh, swallow. Uh, well, are we, my are we agree with that? I think. Don't we? Yeah, yeah, I, do, I mm. really do. But so. can I say this is very intimate? Yeah, we, yeah, we're, we're on a very small table, yeah. and we're kind of all sort of looking the <laughs> same way. And Sam, on the way in, has read some raunchy literature. So <laughs> just just yeah. to warn you, listeners, it's going to get sexy. Yeah, <laughs> I once went on a blind date with a girl. Uh, luckily, as a heterosexual man, that is good for man. you. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Was, well done. Uh, the first box ticked <laughs> as I walked in, and at one point I did actually think it was a blind date because she was so nervous. She sat at the bar mm. and she was looking straight forward, and I sat next to her. Yeah. I went hi, and she didn't look, look at, at me. You. She just looked straight on, mm. and she talked to me whilst looking straight on the whole time. <laughs> gave it was really hard. I wasn't even like a mirror or behind yeah. the bar. I like imagine that gave was you that the best wife? chance you've ever had yeah. on a date. <laughs> yeah, I was like brilliant. And you probably what I look like. It's the only time I went to the loo, and I came back out, and I was like, she's still looking forward. I'm just gonna, I want to go. Was this the one yeah. that looked yeah. like um, Napoleon Dynamite? No, no, that was a different one. <laughs> that wasn't a blind date. No, that's true. That but after the after the <laughs> shenanigans with the Napoleon Dynamite in a bar in Chiswick, that's not We were in the same bar. We were in the same bar, and she walked in, and Ben, to his credit, 
hid under a table. <laughs> in a and I crawled out. To I literally, at one point, I was crawling <laughs> through Commando her style. friend's legs. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was bad. He's sorry, a sorry, I can't remember your sure. name, Napoleon Dynamite, but I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Talking of going to the toilets, my... Ooh, um, swallow. My, no, my spit. Sadiq, <laughs> <laughs> you got two. You got two swallows this week. Sadiq and toilets. Uh, yeah. Where is the... Come going? on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just like to tell you, everyone here knows, but the listeners don't know, but I'm currently flu. enduring a terrible mm. bout of flu, which has turned a little bit gastric. <laughs> I don't want to Yeah, it's yeah. not really so, flu, is it? You've got the shits. <laughs> I've got the shit. <laughs> so anyway, it made me think about uh, pub toilet signs. You know how traditionally you go to the pub toilet and there is a door with the, the word ladies oh. and adore the gents on yes but now pubs have this thing where they the gender sign mm. well, I never well, know, even, I I never know which I don't one know what the gender signs no, are no, I can't no. remember oh, well, I do know but it I takes me a second a which when you when it's bats out of a clock tower yeah. you haven't you got time for that stuff that. Yeah. you don't need that and then there's confusion. other ones where there's, a, there's like a cat and a dog and you're like well yeah. I know female dogs and I know male cat I mean that doesn't mean anything or a shoe and like a scarf you're like for fuck's sake mm. just tell just me mm. yeah and I don't know why a pair of boobs and a woolly yeah well I, there was one which was a big black cockerel <laughs> and a pussy cat but even that in my brain takes yeah. a, a little too long a, a little, to little too understand. long which when you're when you really yeah. there's yeah. no time Busting. to waste yeah there. I mean so I, 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 I wish I, people would just put Men, women, and I know we're in an era of gender, gender fluidity, fluidity. Yes. but until they get Other. that third toilet, yeah. just I mean, I would stop say, dicking around with it. I would it. say that in a matter of urgency, if you walk in and you see a urinal or not mm. a urinal, that's usually the giveaway. And one of my, mm. my favourite toilet encounters was at John F. Kennedy Airport, where, uh, <laughs> where an Eastern European gentleman who was in his 70s uh, <laughs> walked into the gents and a row of urinals that were all busy, bar one, and he took his trousers down and shit in the urinal. <laughs> he totally I mean, misunderstood and then, and then he pulled his trousers up and walked out. Without <laughs> washing his hands. Or indeed wiping his bottom. <laughs> so what I'd say there is, you know, you'll see the urinal and that's enough time yeah. for you to get your kegs down. So just, just don't worry about it. Just this, We live in this world where I think it's okay to go into the ladies. I'm I don't sure think I'd, there's a problem with I that. I can't remember. But I'll tell you what, I'll show you another, another thing as well, another bugbear. Is that the changing tables mm. for children mm. are always, always in the women's? They're always in the women's, yeah, and then shit. you go in there, and, uh, yeah, and you're yeah. like, yeah. and then they say, "Where's your baby?" And you go, "I don't have a baby." <laughs> <laughs> Why are your like, trousers yeah. down? <laughs> well, I don't have a baby. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was once queuing in the ladies in a, a in a bar in the toilet of the bar, not in the bar. And um, the lady in front of me was really, really drunk and she started going to the toilet in the queue and she didn't realise and she had basically had urine running all the way down her jeans and onto a bottle on the floor. She was just standing there sweating. And because she hadn't realised she'd gone, she then went into the toilet. And I thought, you're not going to be long, love. You just emptied your bladder all over the floor. That's interesting. Really, we were talking about uh, pub toilets recently. Yeah, often on a slum. So sometimes you need more. I'd say that's almost a bigger bugbear for me than the signage 
the sheer lack of volume of bogs. Well, yeah, mm. I was, interesting. It's women. usually the women, but in the Elgin pub uh, opposite Labrick Grove Tube Station, where we used to drink, for example, beer, for example, <laughs> allegedly before it was refurbed, they obviously had a problem with drainage. Mm. And consistently on a Friday night, it was absolutely rammed, and the gents, the mm. toilets would start to flood, and there was actually a sea of piss. Yes. So you'd, you'd have to urinate from outside the door into into the <laughs> oh. sea of piss um, rather than walk in there, especially if or you had holes Or maybe just get outside in that situation. Well, was, that well, is an advantage that did, men have. Mm. Yeah, we can. But then you can get done as, um, oh, yeah. as well, I'll tell you, that's another bugbear. <laughs> a third bugbear. Did you know that, and I don't know the exact figures, so this is uh, undermines what I'm about to say, but the number of public toilets in London has dropped dramatically. Why? Yes. Maintenance, I suppose. Maintenance and cost savings. And, um, have a word with Sadiq. Yeah, yeah. we'll do. But, but at the same time, fines for public urination have gone up. There's a correlation now. Yeah. It's, more the, it's more the indecent exposure thing that worries me. Yeah. What's weird about those, those bogs they opened in the, in the streets where you can actually just urinate in the middle of the street like with no cover, you know those. those oh yeah, in England, yeah, yeah. That, that is a borderline indecent exposure territory, isn't it? Well, it is if you turn around, someone touched on yeah, your shoulder. Yeah, you're like, oh, sorry, oh no, yeah. I've been nicked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If yeah, well, a there's a small child wandering past, that well, yeah, I didn't want to go there. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Pretty, pretty unpleasant. I mean, with two small children who regularly interrupt me while I'm on the toilet <laughs> these days, I have to say I've become a bit blasé about that. Yeah. But yeah, I've also got a mate who. And I can't a, name a, him. A mate. A mate. No, yeah. it definitely is ben, a mate. And um, no, I could name him. No, I'm not no, going don't. to. No, Sadiq. That's yeah. <laughs> Let's call him Sadiq for <laughs> argument's sake. Who, when he goes to a public loo, he has to take off his shoes, his socks. His son does that. Pants and trousers. Yeah, your son might do it, but how old is your son? He's six. <laughs> this man has got a job and he's don't got three children that. himself. Don't tell me So that. that narrows it down and you know who you are. And he just says he can't go otherwise. Oh. I've got another mate who always takes his watch off. And anyway, right, well that was my spittle swallow. I think we've put some very, very relevant cultural points across there. We did, um, yeah. Um, and now it's time for a tasting. And I think it's Tom because there it seems to be two, two bottles of, uh, I don't know, dark looking muck. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
You're listening to It's the Drink Talking. They're liqueurs, Ben. We're going to be tasting oh. liqueurs. One of which looks like something out of a Cluedo game. Yeah, they're quite nice bottles, aren't they? Well, should we start with, like, what <clears throat> is it? Well, let's start with liqueurs and why mm. I'm doing them. We are recording this uh, weeks from Christmas. That's right. We? It's coming. So it's coming. And I heard my first fat. Christmas songs on the radio this week. Ah, okay. A bit of Shaken Stevens this morning. Yeah, nice. Oh, I, just, it, it, I, I, I mean, I can't I, which one. Mine is very depressed. One of the big problems, and it could have easily been a spit or swallow for someone maybe next week, is the music that's played in pubs at this time yes. of year. It doesn't need so to be all We can come back to that, but it it's does. also the shittest festival. No, 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 no. Why don't you just play like old sort of Sinatra stuff? That's all right. That Christmas stuff's nice. All bit of Nat King Cole. Yeah, that's Christmas fine. But not like wham. Yeah. Seriously, or, love Wham. I know, that is I a know. good one. I think it's a bad, that's a bad choice. <laughs> that doesn't but, mean it's uh, good. No. Uh, but Christmas is a time where we, we tend to look for a liqueur. It's a nice, sweet, warm, bit low ABV alcohol. And people tend to go for the Baileys, don't they? Yeah. Um, love There's nothing wrong with Baileys at all. Or uh, an amaretto mixed with a Baileys is... Quite Blimey. tasty. What's that called? <laughs> it really? sounds like something like a slippery nipple. Smarato. <laughs> no, I don't know. I made it up. It's, um, I don't know. Yeah, let's call it a slippery nipple because, you know, it's you read that book earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps us on Slippery seat. <laughs> um, nothing wrong with Baileys. I just wanted to give people a wider perspective on their liqueur moment and maybe mix it up a bit, maybe go for something a bit more expensive and maybe appropriate to food because we're going to eat a lot of food over Christmas Day and at the end of the day you want to have something that's not massively alcoholic, that tastes nice and maybe... But will knock out your gran. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can do that with these bottles, Ben. You don't need to waste, <laughs> yeah, you saying, need to yeah. waste good booze on her. <laughs> Just punch her in the face. <laughs> so liqueurs then, uh, what are they? Well, they are a spirit that has been flavoured. Usually a highly rectified spirit. Sorry, we have to get serious now, don't we? A highly rectified no, it's, spirit. It's good. It's yeah, good. Stuff. Neutral grain spirit usually. And then people chuck all sorts of things, herbs, roots, fruits and spices into it. Bit of sugar. To flavour it. They can add some sugar into it as well. Like the gin botanicals almost. Chuck a load of stuff Yeah, there. exactly like that. Mm. And they're, they're very historic things. I mean, the, the ancient Greeks would have been resting these sort of botanicals in, in alcohol-based uh, drinks because they felt they could cure all sorts of ills. The Egyptians on tombs had the same botanicals that are still being used in things like gin mm. on their walls, and they thought they were, they were good for them. So they put all these weird herbs, roots, fruits and spices into alcohol, and they were supposed to cure lots of different things, but ultimately they became the cure mostly for after-dinner tummy trouble. Uh, for settling it's a double whammy for you today Ben it's a Christmas drink after your food and it will cure your shits <laughs> um, so lots of different things were added to them uh, and they can be added in different ways they can be left and macerated over a long period of time so you put your herbs and spices in there into the spirit and just leave them sitting there as a cold maceration you can heat the liquid up which speeds that maceration process up you can redistill. With the London dry gin, there's a rule that you have to redistill with those botanicals. There are no rules applying to liqueurs like that. So really, you can put anything you like into alcohol and call it a liqueur, which mm. is good, because it means it covers a very broad spectrum of flavours. It's quite interesting that liqueurs do come out at Christmas. It's funny that people open up their drinks cabinet at Christmas in a way that they never do the rest of the year. It's yeah. like, I don't know... But I wonder if it's partly seasonal. Like, the cure's yeah. quite a warming drink. Mm, yeah. So it kind of associated with, like, log fires and um, yeah. nights in. 
So I think it's to do with and the sweetness, I think. And the hangovers on go to work, maybe. Yeah, people looking <laughs> just, to keep drinking. Just, but just let it, it's all gone to shit. But they also so ta- they do taste quite nice, don't yeah. they? I mean, if you've been drinking a lot of big reds or, and you know, someone's offering you a whiskey or a Baileys at the end of the day, you might be tempted I to go for the Baileys. I now banned Baileys and Quality Streets from my house for two reasons. One, I couldn't understand why I was putting on so much weight over Christmas. And two, I was Wilf waking... Was, Wilf was <laughs> drinking too much of it. Yeah. And two, I was waking up at like four every morning having her sugar come down because basically I'd sit yeah. on TV guzzle Baileys eat all those quality streets I love all the you know orangey I, mean, I can't believe ones. you're a master of wine it's just and, um, you live such yeah. a low grade lifestyle it's embarrassing I mean the, 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 the disparity between your public life and your home life is yeah. astonishing I um, it would so taste sweet because by I, I mean one of the f- Regulations is 250 grams of sugar per litre is you permitted. You are kidding. So, so um, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, that's as much as that. So, that's, um, yeah, that's why it'll be sweet. That's why people like them, because mm. it's alcohol and it doesn't taste like alcohol. But we're going to go from one end of the scale to the other here, because we're going to talk about very bitter uh, liqueur-style drinks to the sweeter sort of alternative to Baileys. And we're going to start off with amaro, uh, an Italian word for Bitter. What's the matter, you? Uh, hey, hey, uh, pizza, um, <laughs> <laughs> spaghetti bolognese, lasagna. It's a style of liqueur traditionally from Italy, and they're deep, dark colours, and they've got lots of herbs and spices in. And the Italians have traditionally created these specifically for after dinner. So the, a digestive. A digestive. So this is the sweet one. This is what I'm going to like. No, this is the oh. bitter one. So oh. we're having mm. cocky... Stop then. it. Grow up. Cocky vermouth amaro. Now, I've... I've, I've so this is... So, but vermouth normally now, is... this, is, uh, a, this is an amaro, but they've used a, a vermouth... Oh, that's nice. A vermouth approach. So I, I'm starting to something quite confusing. I'll dodgy, but I promise nice this colour. will make you better. Uh, it's a lovely colour, but they've oh, used a nice. wine base. So uh, with a liqueur, wow. you can use a... New, you would traditionally use a neutral grain spirit, but they've used a wine base. Um, so that takes us to a slightly different area of amaros, and they've used the... Uh, this is for you, really, yeah. Sam. Barolo Kinato wines. Oh. Apparently, they've got a DOCG in Italy, so it's a very specific. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very specific style of wine, um, which is flavoured with herbs and spices and fortified as well. So they take a, um, the the grape spirit to fortify it as well. So that's at the base of this, which already adds a layer of complexity that you wouldn't get from a normal liqueur. So you've got wine at the base of it, and then they add all the different. Um, ingredients on top of that, all the different herbs and spices to add to that complexity. So this one's made from the Nebbiolo I grape then? I really like <clears> that. Presumably, which it's is good because actually Nebbiolo generally when it's aged can get this oh, quite man, orangey colour. Yeah. Now obviously Barolo and Barbresco are one of the top, top, top wines. They're fine wines. I personally don't particularly like them. Well, um, do you like them when they've Treated them in, in the this fashion. Them, they shove yeah. Of herbs in. Yeah. yeah, and fortify it with a bit of spirit as well. It's 16%. That's a very intriguing... Um, <clears throat> Smell. It's beautiful. So they've got well, bitter they've orange wine. Yeah, they've got, well, they've got rhubarb. Got a bit of cinnamon in there. So as well. it might be some rhubarb. They've got wormwood in it, which is of course the uh, ingredient at the heart of absinthe that causes all the mm. trouble with the two Jones sending people loopy. Mm. It doesn't. I quite like that. It doesn't, but that's no. that's the. What's the uh, sugar? Uh, there is a bit of sugar in there as well. Uh, it's got um, kinkona bark in it, which is 
uh, we talk a lot about in our show when we so talk about quinine. gin because mm. quinine is what the people who are traveling the down to the subtropics stuff. would have protected them mm. against malaria. So there's a big dose of quinine in here or quinquina bark, which re- relates back to the quinato. Yeah, which means you won't get wine because that's a quinine. Malaria. Quinine oh, additive. Over Christmas. So. <laughs> yeah, and you're freezing hovel, Ben. Those mozzies won't get you. No. <laughs> well, I like that. And it's a, what, that's a 75 CR bottle. Yeah, it's a beautiful bottle. Where do you um, buy it? Whiskeyexchange.com. So it's a vermouth amaro. So I, I'm not going to lie. I've started with something which is a combination of many things. Liqueur, vermouth, amaro. It's really um, nice. But it's based on an original recipe from... Um, it's almost a bit like... Um, cocky. Like a, a Negroni. A sweet yeah, Negroni. yeah, that's it. It's, it's a lot of complex things in a glass. It's almost like it could have a bit of gin in there, thanks oh. to those bitter notes. Oh, I like it's it. Got really I, I so what, what it does as well, it, is it will, it's got that yeah, double whammy. Is it, it's got the bitterness to feel as if it's cutting through all that turkey and that. Mm. And then also it's got the sweetness. Lovely, and lovely acid to refresh as yeah, well. Yeah, mm. but it's got that sweetness as well, which is... Oh, thumbs up. Really, I really Enjoy. like that. Uh, well serve, done, Tom. Serve it chilled, yeah. serve it chilled in, a in a wine. Over ice. Over ice. Uh, serve it in a wine glass before. You could have it before because it's sort mm. of bitter and prepares the palate. Almost like a, Campari, like a sweet Campari. Or well, this yeah. is the thing that Ben and I have been saying. We tend to rather than always go for a, a really nice big rum like you'd like mm. a Venezuelan rum, Diplomatico, mm. or going for okay. a whiskey at the end. Can we found ourselves... Christmas? What, Diplomatico? Mm, I'm sure we can sort that out. Uh, We tend to go for those bitter flavours, and it's because of this historic idea that at massive banquets, we talked about Jägermeister in the past as well, these after-dinner digestives, because all these herbs and spices are supposed to settle your stomach, so that's that's why they serve them up. And this actually has got Doppo Teatro on the front, which is... uh, that's my Italian pronunciation, oh, Dopo Teatro, mean? uh, which means after theatre. Apparently, uh, the region this is from is Piedmonte. I can't Piedmonte. Piedmontes. Huh? So it's a tradition. Piedmontese. Tradition in the theatres of Turin, after the, after the theatre, to have some of this. So um, do that if you're going to see some um, Dick Whittington or some the other thinking panto. Thinking drinkers. Yeah. Or indeed... The Thinking Drinkers, who will be at the Museum of Comedy from the 12th to the 23rd. Still some tickets still available. <laughs> Come and see us. So that's, that's the first one. I thought we'd start with something bitter. Yeah, that's really go nice. to something slightly sweeter. Do you know, Tom, I haven't had a, uh, a twinge down below. Well, <laughs> you won't, Ben. It's my cast iron guarantee that you have cast iron guts Good. after that stuff. Um, can I just comment on the bottle and packaging of your next liqueur. So, the next liqueur we're going That's to have... a bit like is Mr. Mr. Black, and it comes in this beautiful square bottle with the label quite low down on it. I and call that uh, a rectangle. An awesome, <laughs> awesome font. That is definitely a rectangle, it's a rectangle not a square. Yeah, it's not a square, you're right. Uh, it's got a beautiful engraving on the back. It's, uh, I mean, it is a beautiful bottle, and it's a beautiful... It's basically Tia Maria repackaged. Well, it's coffee. It's coffee liqueur, and it's cold-pressed coffee, and it's quite good quality coffee. So we're getting into the realm. I don't of drink caffeine. As a caffeine-sensitive no, individual. Do you not? No, it makes oh, me right. feel Oh, right, this is going to be nuts. fun. What with you <laughs> and that sexy book you've read. A bit of caffeine to get you going <laughs> as well. You out. Cold shower, that's what you need. <laughs> Sorry, I keep hitting the microphone. I'm getting flustered. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sam, <laughs> read it. Why don't you read it for the podcast? Yeah. Uh, so this is Mr. Black, cold press coffee liqueur. Now, this is your alternative to Bailey's. If you don't drink coffee, well, tough shit, we're going to do this anyway. But I, I just think it's a bit more of a discerning choice. Not that there's anything wrong with your Bailey's choice, but it just sort of takes that after-dinner moment up a bit. If you're going to have coffee anyway, uh, you want a liqueur, why not combine the two experiences? Cold extraction. So when we're talking about liqueurs and how they're made and all the different methods... Here they just take their coffee and they 
put it into their neutral spirit and they just leave it cold, very cold, I think 23 degrees. They, oh, it's they delicious. So that's quite a specific temperature. That's ben? a cold extraction of those flavours. Well, well I'm, no, I'm, I'm smelling it. Worry about the guts, I, the coffee. I'd say coffee. <laughs> Coffee, coffee liqueur may not be the best thing for me this day. what you've achieved with, with your, with yeah, your yeah, I'm with But your if you think there. about a lot of people are into espresso martinis at the moment. Yes. Exactly. And this is just a much more friendly, quicker mm. solution I think that's that what I'm thinking occasion. with the... Um, yeah, basically, you could turn this into an espresso martini. Basically, mm. shove it in a glass, put a creamy bit on the top. Yeah. Do you know how to do? You put a bit of sugar in, in the liquid and then you pour the cream onto the back of the spoon and it sits. That's how you do it. Do you need the yeah. sugar? Yeah. Well, you might not need it with this, actually. I'm going to tell you a bit that's more about it. Oh, lovely. Um, it's if that's okay. Yeah, I think it's made by, I don't know what I'm yeah, talking about. It's just going to take you off that. It was invented in 2012, so versus your cocky, which is based on an original recipe from the 1800s. Uh, this one is quite a modern spirit and made a in pretender. Australia. Uh, and over the Christmas festive spell, we're going to be uh, spitting on the Australians a lot because they're, oh, they're already beating us in the ashes. But they do some great stuff over there with drinks at the moment. This is one of them. I do actually think as far as coffee liqueurs go, alternatives to that after-dinner drink, it's a good quality one. They do take the uh, coffee very seriously, and I'm afraid I'm not a coffee snob, but they do take their coffee beans from Ethiopia, Brazil, and Papua New Guinea, which sounds impressive. Um, (laughs) And that long, slow, cold extraction process with those coffees, I think does put a lot of the coffee flavour in there. So it's definitely got that taste of the coffee, coffee. bean. Mm. Yeah, it tastes more than the mm. kind of coffee, coffee... Rather than a coffee flavour. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I think that's classy, I think. That's coming and through. they haven't overpowered But if you sweetness. were to buy into a coffee bean... Yeah. And the packaging is stunning. It's like, that would make a really nice gift. Yeah. It's really And it's called really Mr smart. Black. I don't yeah. know if she said what the name is. Yeah. Yeah. I did it right at uh, the beginning. Yeah, like the... Something from Cluedo. Is it from Mr Cluedo? Mr Black is actually the man who owns the house in Cluedo. Really? Yeah, I think so. Ah, okay. Certainly the new version. Right, okay. But Mrs. White's so there's a link there because you might be playing Cluedo mm. we would over be, the Christmas. Yeah, we it just are keeps on giving. Just amazing. Cluedo like, fanatics. Yeah, and, we've all, and, and we should give at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Yeah. So anyway, well done, Tom. That was interesting. Well I've got to say that cocky vermouth amaro. Was the one was for you? Beautiful. I love yeah. that. And I, I will be taking that home. That will, I will oh, not thanks. be gifting that to anyone. The bottle we've opened, that's going home to yeah. be actually drunk on Christmas Day. Yeah. Will you? On Christmas Day? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and will beautiful. you have it as a digestive? Uh, I'm going to have it as an aperitif and then I'll go back to it at the end of the day. I'm just drinking heavily throughout the day oh, just to get through this it's horror. Only, what did I say? 16%? 16%. So yeah, you um, can just like a strong bottle Christmas of wine. Day? I don't, well, we've been through this. I don't like champagne. Oh, yeah, we might we open a bottle of um, Prosecco. Mm. Um, but um, we'll get to your wines in the next podcast or the podcast after and you can suggest some wines on Christmas Day. Well, doesn't Christmas uh, Day is not good. We've discussed this before. It's not a good day this no. year. Exactly. It's, uh, <coughs> so yeah, don't waste a good gear this Christmas. Okay. It's not a fruit or flower. I think flour is Christmas Eve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just <coughs> scull loads of vermouth. Yeah. Uh, get the cocky down you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, Sam. Finito. Is that Italian? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what they say all the time out there. <laughs> uh, Sam, it's yeah. now. Ben. You can you uh, tell us about your legends of liquor? My legend liquor isn't a long one. Okay, good. <laughs> so we'll, um, I can we'll see that if you need to go to Savitry. Have you heard, actually you might have heard of him, have you heard of a guy called Gerard Basset? 
No. Not the Gerard Basset. <laughs> I just no, said no. I <laughs> The Gerard Basset. I thought you were going to say Gerard Depardieu. That's um, unfortunate. Oh, no, I'm not doing him. Mm. So Gerard Basset is <laughs> one of the... One of the nicest men in the wine trade and the most, crucially, the most qualified wine person in the world. Really? He, what? He is simultaneously a master of wine. That's easy. A master sommelier. Easy again. Has the wine MBA... What? Huh? Just that's basketball, got isn't it? An MSc in wine management and that's the science at the one. OIV that's and was good. made an OBE Ooh. services to hospitality. So he, he is. There's an OBE yeah. for services to hospitality. OBE, yeah, you know yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, that Just is quite a lot of people, good acronyms. And he was in 2010, I think. Does he put the, all of those on his email? Have you ever emailed him? Uh, I have emailed him and I can check, but I don't think he does. Does he put That's BA on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He um, and he became, in 2010, he won the World Champion Sommelier. So he was the best how do sommelier you, in how, the world. But how do they do that? Is it oh like my, a, it's on a stage? lot of practical stuff. Is yeah. it? Is it? You have do you, to like, do you, you, I mean, are you in awe of this man's achievements. You know what? Yes. Not just his achievements. Well, actually, I'll come on to that as well. So, A, he is obviously bright and he's so kind. He's a lovely Frenchman. He's got a son and a wife called Nina and he always credits her with, you know, giving the time to go off and do this stuff. Sounds mentally ill. Are you listening, Sophie? <laughs> and, um, so he, Why would you do that? But I mean, so he is the most qualified man in the world. No one else simultaneously is a master of wine, a master sommelier, has the MBA, is an OBE, etc, etc. But is he happy? Yes, is I he? think oh. he is. Where does he live? Well, I'm coming on to that. <laughs> okay. So he I was a shoot. founding father of Hotel de Vin. Oh, yeah. So not only oh, is he a brilliant getting... taster and a nice bloke. That's, that means wine hotel. Tom. Yeah. But yeah, he yeah, yeah. also set up hotel, with a hotel, partner. Though, what does that, what does that no, mean? It means Shag Palace. <laughs> and we're back to it that does book. in your mind. We're back to that book. Can I continue? Yeah. Thanks. Um, so he set up Hotel Defend with a partner. Then he sold it and he set up an independent boutique with his wife Nina in the New Forest called Hotel Terravina, which is also fabulous. And where I would say that's a place where I properly understood that wine and food matching isn't bullshit. And that he was so nice. I remember these two dishes I ordered, I remember till my dying day. As long as I don't get Alzheimer's or something. And, um, <laughs> and, um, that's yeah. good, Sam. That's good. <laughs> and we had this amazing porcini and like truffle oil risotto. And I would have gone with a really heavy white. Because with food and wine, actually, you can either marry or cut through. Um, he went to cut through because obviously risotto is quite rich. Mm, mm. So he went for an Italian white. And I think it was the Pirapan La Rocca Suave from memory. And it was just blew my mind. It was absolutely sensational. It was the completely reverse of what I'd chosen. Mm. It was absolutely amazing. And he always really looks after us when we go, actually. He's um, so generous. And um, another time we went, I had a rabbit pie with a New Zealand Viognier. Again, sensational. Mm-hmm. And also, when I did my um, dissertation, he was really generous with sending out my questionnaires to loads of his on-trade contacts so I could get feedback from sommeliers. Right. He's just humble and thoughtful and kind. He's got an OBE. He's got an OBE. Kind, he? I mean, mm-hmm. So basically, I just think when people are successful and have achieved what he's achieved and still so deeply and widely liked and in the wine trade 
then basically Gerard Basset is my legend. Especially in the hospitality industry, because it's a bit like the tabloid press. It's sort of, for a while there, had this reputation of you've got to be a bit nasty, and it just has that reputation for the kitchen. Mm. It's, it's okay to talk to people like mm. that, and less so in the bar industry, I suppose, but, uh, but it's nice to hear that someone in hospitality is genuinely kind and enjoys... Mm hosting people because that's the one yeah, reason so, I, I, mean, I haven't he, um, ended up working in that environment is because I just don't like people. hate people <laughs> and just accommodating yeah. them in my own home is, yeah. is makes me feel sick to my bones <laughs> so well I done for the, for dinner. Yeah, you're not invited that's the way I get around <laughs> it you just don't come over and where, what's Great the place book. in um, New Forest? Hotel Terravina. Got an amazing outdoor pool. It's got lovely rooms. I think there's, there's not that many. I'm going to say there's 12. It's very kind Sounds of personal. Very nice. mm. And I remember going for dinner and you can leave the... Well, I, we went when Wilf was really little, like maybe sort of six months, and we left the monitor at reception and went for dinner. And, um, you know, lovely food, lovely wine. Brilliant. But I recommend it. Really good. Yeah, I just okay. want to take a leaf out of um, Gerald's book. And I think you should too as well, Ben, and just say, my wife is brilliant and... Yeah, she's I, I mean, I'm successful. she's the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> Not my wife, your wife. No, my wife, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Just to clarify that. Yeah. Talking um, of wind, I it? probably <laughs> should actually wrap this up quite quickly. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much you. for coming because I uh, know you're both very busy people. <laughs> you're not. Um, you've been fascinating. Oh, thank you for yeah. listening, listeners. Cause thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I, I do love the tweets we get as well. Yeah. Um, yes. There's a tweet we got recently about the um, the nice man is having going to have his Barolo on Christmas Eve yeah. because yeah. it's the flower day. And yeah. you think, oh my God, people are listening to what we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jane, nice. Jane, she's she's a in the regular bath. Twitter yeah. in the yeah. bar. Comedy. And tell everyone else to listen. I'll yeah, please them. leave reviews on the uh, maybe get some the iTunes and all yeah, the things. Yeah, share, put it on Facebook. Yeah, let's get some more listeners. And if, if you didn't like it, don't <laughs> bother. All right. And if you want to learn more about the Museum of Comedy, then why don't you come down between the 12th and the 23rd yeah. of December where you can see our show. You can put on Freddie Styles' jacket. So there we are. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Cheerio. Cheers. Bye. This was a Grand Crew podcast from Seven Digital. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.